What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Dreamers Cup Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you real quick on this Tuesday uh, after Labor Day here, getting back from Napa Valley in a wedding that we attended this weekend. Beautiful weather. Tough to beat uh, wine country when the weather is very beautiful, even though I'm not a wine drinker. Nice to see different parts of the world. Even though we live relatively close, I had never been to Napa specifically and the Sonoma Valley and kind of everywhere in between. So kind of neat. Uh, anyways, this podcast, I'm going to keep it real quick, real simple. Uh, this is just touching on uh, one of the biggest, I, I guess, volume of questions I get is on my training. Uh, specifically, the stuff that we share on Instagram um, is that all I do is what we what I normally do. Uh, people always ask, hey, you don't share a ton of you know, loading and lifting stuff. Did you build this body just on the stuff that you're showing us? If I didn't, you know, do enough lifting, I would shrink down. How do you maintain all your muscle? X, Y, Z. How tall am I? How much do I weigh? Things like that. So if I haven't touched on this in another podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to break down my kind of normally my, my weekly training routine, if you will, my, my program, I guess. Uh, and for the record, you guys, I'm six foot two, I'm 215 to 225 pounds, 365, depending on, you know, uh, and pretty fucking lean, you know, for the most part, I don't, uh, I don't really veer off my, uh, my eating too much for you guys, it's just kind of how I live, uh, just for our, you know, photo and video obligations specifically with, uh, with men's health and the other brands that I'm a spokesperson for and I work with, you know, they can kind of call, you know, on a, a drop of a dime, if you will. And, uh, if you look, you know, like a bag of shit, they probably won't call you again. So at this point in my life, I still obviously get paid for what I look like. So it is, there's an external motivator there for me. Uh, to keep the eating in check. But honestly, in all reality, I feel the best this way. I feel good leaner. Um, I could probably get up to 240, you know, pounds-ish and probably look, you know, decent. But uh, that's a load, man. And, and especially when you start doing things like pull-ups and, and, you know, God forbid you have to run anywhere or going hiking, you know, 240 is a bigger load than than 220 is for sure. So um, I feel good this way. I feel good eating this way, training this way. And it's, you know, you know knock on wood, uh, been injury free and it's given me longevity in this life and this career to be an athlete, you know, from probably the age of, you know, six till now. So, uh, but I know a lot of you guys will ask, you know, what I personally do. So I'll break down what I do. I do share all this stuff in our inner circle group, which is like a private Facebook coaching group we have. Um, I share what I do daily, a lot of my personal programs, a lot of our group stuff and kind of everything in between. So those guys get to see it on a daily basis. But for you guys who aren't in there, here's uh, kind of the breakdown of it. So, uh, Backstory, obviously, most of you guys know I've been an athlete my whole life. Played all the normal sports growing up, you know, baseball, basketball, football, played basketball all the way through college. Um, so I've been training uh, basically since about third grade. I've been lifting uh, weights, uh, even body weight stuff probably earlier than this, but probably around the age of 13 or 14, sort of really just doing the traditional, you know, back squatting, uh, bench pressing, overhead pressing, curls for sure, uh, the normal stuff, lunging, uh, you know, sit-ups, all the, the old school shit, that's what kind of we grew up on. You know, I had the, the water plastic weights uh, in the apartment that we grew up in, uh, and that's what we did. My mom had some of the, the weights filled with sand and, and shit like that too, for you guys out there who are uh, not as old as me, that's kind of how a lot of us, you know, OGs or elder millennials, I guess, started in the in the weight game, and that's kind of what I did. So again, I've been lifting you guys for over 20 years at this point. So it's, it's a long time. And that's what this is layered in. Um, I, I started out obviously doing athletic training uh, with sports. 
uh, you know, for that. But also, I love the bodybuilding stuff. So once that, I kind of segmented it from there. You know, you, we you go through in college, you go through the normal strength training, the ollie lifts, and that kind of shit, and then. I liked the bodybuilding stuff because I grew up on Arnold and Jay and Ronnie and those guys. And I was lucky enough to, you know, be immersed in that circle early, early on in my fitness career. And so that's what I did. The normal bodybuilding splits, uh, you know, lifting six days a week, doing, doing a body part each week, you know, sprinkling in cardio and some other shit. And then, you know, you get into a phase where you want to be stronger. So I work on some of the, the strength stuff more specifically. And then back to bodybuilding. And now I've kind of married, you know, the, the five or six things that I love, which I'll touch on at the end of this. But my typical week now, to answer your question, yes, I, I still do lift and I still do put my body under load, you guys. Um, people will ask, you know what, you know, how heavy do you go? I don't see you lift heavy here. I don't do heavy is a relative term. I've talked about this before on a podcast. Like I'm, you know, relatively strong um, and I can deadlift, you know, a, a pretty good amount of weight. And uh, the story I always tell is me and Mike Farr, when, when we're doing five, I think it was 515 for triples at Reebok headquarters. And I do my 515 for three reps. And then Mike does his 515 for three reps. And he's like, okay, what's next? And I'm like, I'm out, bro. Uh, I'm like, anything, you know, heavier than this, I'm going to hurt myself or something's going to pull or tear. And it's just not worth it. Bang for your buck. And nothing against strong men and guys who are into powerlifting and that but that's genetically i'm not built for that i have you know the wrists and the ankles of a, a seventh grade girl uh and i have a 31 inch waist you know so it's not really what i was built for as a person not saying i, I couldn't try to excel at that but it's just you know play to your strengths like i say in everything in life so and, and again i've yet to have a friend who's into to, you know power lifting or the, the legit strongman stuff who has not been hurt or doesn't actively have an injury and again my career, my life is predicated on me leading from the front, uh, being able to demo, coach, to show people and move through space in a way that you know lets them move through space and gives them an example and a bar to shoot for. So that's why I don't kill myself at this point anymore. But I still do lift uh, in terms of my training routine. I look at it as like seven days a week. I lift uh, four days per week minimum. Uh, that's how I do it. At this point, I do kind of, you know, two upper body days and two lower body days sprinkled in. So like an upper body, you know, strength day, and then like an upper body hypertrophy day, which is more uh, the higher rep scheme, more kind of bodybuilding focus, more just time under tension stuff. And then the same thing with my lower body. I do a lower body strength day, which is kind of that lower rep ranges, the heavier loads, and then a lower body hypertrophy day, which again, more bodybuilding style, more time under tension focus. But they all have weights loaded in them. Um, it's relative to what I do. At this point, you know, if we're talking numbers, I'm probably not going to be deadlifting more than, at this point, much more than 500 pounds anymore. I just bang for your buck. I don't see the point of it. Uh, same thing for squatting. I'm probably not going to squat at this point anymore over 300 and, and some pounds. Um, bench pressing, I, I'd probably, honestly, on a bench press, I probably won't load it up more than 225. Um, not to say that I can't, but I rather would do dumbbell work. In fact, I do a lot more dumbbell bench work. I think you get, you know, a greater ranges of motion. You can hit multiple angles and it's just easier to pop in and pop out of. Uh, me personally, I think for most people, it's safer for the shoulders, but just my two cents. So I like to do that stuff. And again, if we're talking dumbbells, I probably won't grab dumbbells heavier than maybe 120s anymore. That's probably the heaviest I'll go. So still benching, you know, 240 for, you know, let's say sets of 10, but doing it in a dumbbell focus where you can kind of change the grip and change the angle and play with the range of motion. So yes, I lift heavy, you guys, but at this point, I'm trying to get the most bang for my buck with the, the least amount of stress on my joints um, as possible because everything has a life cycle. It just does. And knock on wood, you know, I have not been, 
you know, seriously injured or hurt. And that can happen to anybody anytime, but I'm not going to put myself in a position that's unsafe for any reason. I do the same thing with our athletes here at Jeremy Scott Fitness. I'm not going to have them, we give them the keys to the car and we let them floor it, you know, within reason. We're the governor, I guess, if you will, that will reel them in if they do some crazy shit, but there's no point to that. And I would say most of you to my guys out there specifically, and women are smarter than us, dudes, just let's admit it. Um, you guys out there who are, you know, back squatting, you know, these ridiculously heavy loads. And here's an example. I get people come in here. It's like, well, I've been doing, you know, back squatting, you know, 275 pounds for sets of five. And they come in here and we give them an 80 pound sandbag to front squat and they do 10 reps and they fold like a fucking lawn chair because they can't breathe and they're dying. So either a, you're lying to yourself on the load or they're the, those are the worst reps I've ever seen. My point being is this, not the bag on you guys who load, because if you know your body and you can do it, then load that shit up. But I would say more often than not, most of you would benefit from doing 10 minutes of walking lunges every day as opposed to just doing like a heavy set of back squats one day and then having your body feel like shit for multiple days. And that's what it comes down to. How do I feel after the workout? Now, being sore is one thing, but being hurt and feeling broken is another. And I think people need to, you know, know the fucking difference between those two. Uh, we would do some of the dumbest shit ever. And, and BJ and I talked about this in his podcast you know, when we go through and like deadlifting so heavy where you're, you know, your back is rounding to shit just to pick up the load to say you did it. Like, what's the point? Are we trying to be strong or are we trying to look a certain way and move a certain way and feel a certain way? So you have to know your goals. I'm not trying to be world's strongest man at this point. I'm not trying to see whose dick is bigger. I don't have a fucking ego. I don't care. If you guys can all out bench me or all out squat me, that's super cool. And not to sound like an asshole. Does your chest and legs look the same? Maybe, maybe not. I doubt it. Because my goal is to aim to be functionally strong, to be functionally fit, and to look a certain way and move a certain way. And I'm trying to win for not just 24 months, you guys, but I'm trying to win for the next 24 years. And that's the game. You know, how can I get the most, you know, I guess damage to the muscle, to tax the muscle as hard as possible with as minimal risk to the joints and injury as I can have. And that's kind of how I approach every exercise. Now, they're not to say I still don't do stupid shit, uh, but I do it in a safe context. When I was younger, we would just load stuff up. So, oh, I can squat, you know, 375. I can bench 350. Yeah, you can for like one shitty rep, but it's not transferable to anything else. It's a joke. And again, I'm not bagging on anybody. If that's your goals, then do that. But that's not how I train and that's not how I coach our people. So I go through my loading days. Again, the lowest I probably go on reps is, is maybe three reps. Oftentimes, I kind of live in that five to eight rep range for the lower rep stuff. The higher rep stuff is probably from the eight to 12. And then when we do metabolic stuff and hit stuff, obviously the reps get into, you know, the teens and the hundreds and things like that. So again, and that can be anything. Every day I try to do, you know, if we're talking upper body, you know, a vertical press, a horizontal press, so like your bench press, whether that's, you know, flat, incline, decline, overhead press, standing always. And again, I'll load that up heavy enough. I'll do, uh, you know, 80 pound dumbbells in each hand for standing overhead press for sets of 10, or I'll grab, you know, maybe 155, 165 on the Olympic bar and do that for, you know, sets of, you know, probably six to 10, somewhere in there. So again, I'm still loading heavy enough, you guys, but not so heavy. I'm going to hurt myself. And the reason I don't film it for you guys on Instagram is because it's fucking boring. Nobody wants to see me do like four straight sets of overhead press or four straight sets of bench press. Now on my loading days, I'm all for the circuit stuff too. On my lifting days, I like to go straight sets. Very bodybuilding style, very focused. 
And I like to make sure that when I'm dying on a set, I'm not dying because I can't breathe. I'm not trying to get an aerobic workout. I'm dying because the muscles actually fatigue. So either my triceps go, my chest goes, my shoulder goes, my quads go, and I just can't do it anymore. That's what's dying, not the breathing. So when you guys are training for something, make sure if the goal is to tax the chest, when you're doing the fucking lift, you actually tax the chest. You don't quit because you can't breathe. You don't quit because your shoulder is tired or your triceps tired, the chest is actually what we're working. So if that means us lightening the load, doing more time under tension focused, then that's what we do. And the one example I always give is like when we do, you know, uh, work chest, for example, it is much harder for me to go take 50 pound dumbbells and do two minute sets of flat bench. So meaning you can hold it at the top or the bottom, but you have to do as many reps as you can in two straight minutes. You guys understand how long two minutes is to do dumbbell bench press, it is an eternity. Do it for two minutes, take two minutes off, do that for four sets. Two minutes on, two minutes off for four straight sets. Your chest will never be as lit as it's been in your entire life. Not only will it be purple and full of blood, the next few days will be so tender and so just like someone touches you be like, holy shit, because you have taxed the muscle probably to a capacity you guys have never felt before. It is much harder for me to do that than it is to grab 120 pound dumbbells and do four sets of 10. It just is. Now, we're all a little bit different, but my point being is, which one is has a bigger risk of injury? I would almost argue the 120-pound dumbbells have a much bigger risk of injury than grabbing just the 50-pound dumbbells. Because again, if two minutes is too long, you can always dump it if they fatigue early. But the load is less than half of what you're normally doing. So again, minimal risk, maximal taxation on the muscles, keeping everything safe in a nice confines of training. That's what I try to do. So again, that'd be like an upper day. Uh, the lower days, I still love deadlifting, you guys. Traditional, I'm cool with. Uh, we do trap bar deadlift. I'll do a lot of dumbbell deadlifting. Uh, landmine stuff is great. Hack squatting is great. Uh, I'm six foot two. Uh, I'm, you know, was never going to be a, an elite back squatter just based on how tall I am. Now, some guys who are over six feet are, and they're genetic freaks, and they're fucking awesome. That's great. But most people who are on the taller side, depending on, you know, leg, femur length, that stuff, you're not going to be a great, great back squatter compared to the guy who's probably 5'9". It's just, you're not built for it. We're all built for different stuff. That's why LeBron plays in the NBA. He doesn't ride a fucking horse. It just makes sense. So with that, if you, for my people out there, I would urge you, split squatting for me personally as a taller guy has changed the way my legs have looked. My glutes, my fucking hamstrings. I don't have hamstrings as gross as BJ's, but they're pretty fucking gross. And uh, quad development, hands down. That and lunging. Uh, have been key. So for me, and again, you can go um, loaded split squats, 100 pound dumbbells in each hand for sets of, you know, five to eight maybe, or that mid range, which I think is the worst, or the high rep body weight stuff where you set the clock for 10 minutes. You do one minute of body weight right leg split squats, one minute of left leg body weight split squats, and play back and forth between the two for 10 minutes. That is a brutal workout. And that is much, much worse to me doing that than grabbing the 100 pound dumbbells and just doing five reps per leg. They both suck in their own right. But that high volume stuff is a killer. And for a lot of you guys who have never tapped into it, time training is a real thing. And you guys can do so much damage with just body weight. And I'll say that once you can understand you can manipulate things other than just load, when you can start to control like the tempo and the speed and the volume of stuff, you can change the way your body looks and moves and feels with just body weight. It's just the fucking truth. Now, I think there is a place where you have to have some, you know, if you guys are with a coach or a trainer, he's going to put you on a program. You probably do some hypertrophy stuff, some strength stuff, some aerobic stuff. Uh, there's progressive overload and circled into all of those things. But just understand, like, 
and I do think you have to load. I'm not saying you don't, but you can do so much with just your body weight, you guys, if you want to add in the accessory work and volume stuff, it matters. So for me, I'll load four days a week, two upper, two lower, hypertrophy, hypertrophy, strength and strength. That's how I'll do it. Um, every single day I will do body weight push-ups, body weight uh, squats, and body weight pull-ups every single day, 365. Or I would say 95% of the year. If I travel one day and don't have access to a pull-up bar, obviously I can't do it. Uh, but that's what I'll do. And again, that can go from as little as 50 reps of each per day to hundreds of reps of each per day. Uh, and that's a game changer. And I, and I say squat and, and slash lunge kind of in the same context because those are kind of married for the two between me. So maybe one day I'll do 100 push-ups, 100 pull-ups, and I'll do 10 minutes of walking lunges. Or maybe one day I'll do 50 pull-ups, 50 push-ups, and 100 uh, bodyweight squats, something like that, just to kind of get into it. And what we used to say is for a leg workout, the minimum was A, do your mobility, obviously, which I'll touch on in a second, but you have to do 100 bodyweight squats before you can even start the leg day workout. So you have to do 100 bodyweight squats as like your entry into the lower body workout. And if you can't do 100 bodyweight squats or you're gas from it or you're completely smoked, maybe that's where you should start with your training instead of just loading up the bar and going super crazy because you don't have the capacity and the volume of it yet to be able to start really training at scale. Just my two cents. And again, people would differ from me and say I'm full of shit on that, but uh, that's just what we do. So again, my four days look like that. The other two days uh, are metabolic days for me. So like one of the metabolic days is on Sunday here, typically with our people, our advanced Metcon workout stuff, where we do some really taxing, gross shit. And I'm not saying you guys can't do Metcon stuff every day, but if you legitly sell out to it and do it, there's no fucking way you guys can. You just can't. Uh, your body can't recover enough. And if you, if you can do it, you don't have the intensity. I watch people like, oh, I go to this hit class six days a week, and they come in here, and it's like, it's half-ass effort, man. It just is. And again, I'm not about wasting fucking time. Like, it's more about, to me, it's the, the quality of what you're doing as opposed to just the quantity. I know a lot of people who spend twice as much time in the gym as me and A, they're not as strong, they're not as fit, they're not as healthy and they don't look nearly you know, as fit as I do. And it's because sometimes they're not using their time or they're not using the movements most efficiently way they can, I guess if that makes sense. So on the Metcon days, like on a Sunday, we'll set the clock for like 45 minutes. I obviously do mobility, we'll get warmed up and we'll do something crazy like what's one of the last ones we did? We'll come this Sunday too and do one. Last Sunday we did like a or a couple Sundays ago, uh, 2K, 2K row, 2K ski, um, 100 cows in the assault bike, push a sled for 100 yards, and then do like 20 thrusters. And do as many rounds of that as you can in 45 minutes. And we fucking redline it, dude. Like we push ourselves and we book it. And that's a, that's a terrible day. It's like, t- I get anxiety just thinking about it. It's a, it's a rough day. No, I can't do that every single day. And I pick Sunday because it's a day where I don't have to talk to as many people. I can actually take a nap afterwards. I can chill out because I can't do that and actually work with humans. And again, you guys don't have the capacity to do it either. If you have kids and a job in a real life, that will just beat your ass and will ruin your whole day. It's like how you can't run a marathon every single day. Your body needs time to recover. It's why you can't do like a PR on the ski every day. You can't do a PR on the row. You can't do like a one rep max bench every day, a one rep squat every day. Your body needs time to recover and heal. So I'll do a taxing metabolic day that day. Um, the other day I'll pick one maybe like a Tuesday or something. So I get some time in between or like a Wednesday, depending on, you know, how my week flows. So if I do the other metabolic day, it might be like a a lighter Metcon, depending on how I feel. And again, all this stuff you guys is predicated on how I feel every single day. So if I feel like shit, I'll change it up. I have to, if I have to, you know, take a strength day and turn to a hypertrophy day, if I have to take a metabolic day and turn it to a bro day, 
I'll do it because if my body feels like shit, what's the point of me trying to gut through it if I feel like trash? The days can be interchangeable. And so I try to do my hardest stuff on the days I feel the best and the stuff that I need less amount of work on on the days that I'm tired or feel like shit. And hopefully that makes sense to you guys. So like if you look at me, for example, um, I'm not going to, you know, go the day I feel the absolute best bang out like a, a 50, you know, set shoulder workout. What's the fucking point? I got 54 inch shoulders. They're enormous. It's hard for me to fit in normal clothes. So why would I waste a high energy day on something that doesn't need as much love? I would prefer to do like a Metcon day that day, maybe aerobic work that day, or dig into like a harder leg workout because it's going to take more out of me. And that's just kind of how I roll. So on the other metabolic day that I train, I'll do very similar stuff that we do here with our athletes at Jeremy Scott Fitness. In fact, I test out everything we do here first before these guys do it. And I'm not saying every coach has to do that, but I don't teach theory. I lead from the front. I teach applications. So anything our people are doing, I've already done it. So I know if it's an AMRAP or if it's a rep count up or rep count down, how hard it is for them so I can feel their pain and go through it. It's like these nutrition coaches who prescribe these fucking diets for people. And I don't want to get on a different topic here, but these nutrition coaches and these people, they're prescribing these shit for people, but they've never been down to single digit body fat. And they're telling people, oh, just cut your carbs here or just take this down or just eat less or do this. But they've never done it themselves. If you don't have empathy for other people and knowing how hard the assault bike is or how hard it is to cut your calories down or how hard it is to manipulate and change how you eat or your mobility, it's tough for you to relate to your clients and people. So I try to put myself in their position and, you know, I guess embrace the suck with them as they go through it. So my letter metabolic day, I'll run through all the training stuff that they do here. We'll, we'll play with it. We'll practice with it. Or I'll do some higher intensity hit stuff, maybe the shorter intervals, 10 seconds on, 50 seconds off, and really push it. Or if my body's beat to shit, I'll just pop on and do like a, you know, a, you know, list training, like the lower intensity cardio, maybe, you know, a 5K row, do some mobility in between, then do a 5K ski, do some mobility, and then call it a day. Something like that mixed in with just some bodyweight pushups or squats and things. So again, that day can dictate and change. And then the seventh day, you guys, it's kind of a mix. It could be weak point training, so things that I want to work on uh, specifically for myself. It could be, uh, again, more Metcon stuff. It could just be a bro day. I might just come in and do, you know, 10 sets of biceps, 10 sets of triceps, a, a shitload of push-ups, maybe push a sled, bang on a ski, do some interval stuff, just some stuff for fun. Just actually have fun. And the reason that I fell in with lifting in the first place is just to get a pump. Because like every dude out there is nice. Like when you lift and your arms get jacked up an extra inch, it's like awesome. It... Well, obviously when it deflates, you know, 45 minutes later, you get all sad and depressed again. But the point is, is that sometimes it's fun to just, just to chase a pump and actually enjoy training and just, and just like going through the movements or trying new things, working on uh, pistol squats, maybe working on a different lunge variation, working on some different pressing stuff that I saw, training things with some of my fitness friends. Like if they, you know, ran through a Metcon, maybe I try one of their finishers. Again, we're always in here testing and trying and playing. I love to play you guys. And that's the same thing on that seventh day. If you guys were me, um, sometimes I might do my mobility here. I might row, you know, for 45 minutes and then I might go bowling because I love bowling. Uh, you know, if you guys haven't seen me, I used to be great. Uh, now I'm, I'm okay at this point in my life. I'm, I'm still decent. Uh, so I'll go bowling. I'll do that. Maybe I'll go uh, play basketball, run through some couple drills. Or maybe I'll just shoot jumpers and free throws and layups and do some fun stuff. And then once my heart rate gets up, I just flow with it. And I just play and I just get lost in movement. All of a sudden, you know, an hour goes by and you had a great fucking workout. So if you guys like to do that stuff, if it's volleyball or hiking or skiing or swimming, anything that's fun, just go have fun with your fitness. Don't let your fitness just die in the gym. And that's what I mean. All the stuff I'm doing now is transferable. So if you look at the accumulation of my training now, I've taken all the best parts of the stuff I've learned throughout my life and I'm always integrating stuff and changing it. And that's what you have to be willing to do. So I take 
the athletic stuff that I grew up doing, you know, like running suicides and lateral shuffles and, and the jumping within a safe confine at this point because I'm old and I don't feel like there's a point of me doing fucking box jumps because what's the point? I'm not trying to increase my vertical anymore. Like I can still dunk a basketball, you know, relatively easily. So I'm like, as long as I can do that, like I'm pretty much cool with that. At some point that, that will go away as well. But I take the athletic stuff I've done. I marry it with the bodybuilding stuff that I do love and I do feel that it works if you guys do it training multiple times a week. For you guys out there who are doing like single splits, like just chest one day, just legs one day, I think you're wasting your fucking time. No offense. That really only works in my opinion, I think, for people who have done it for, you know, decades and probably are on drugs and something else in between. I think you're la- you're going to you're going to be lagging in certain areas because some things are going to be faster responders than others. So I'd say if you guys can do this stuff twice a week for sure. Be squatting twice a week for sure. Be pressing twice a week for sure. Be pulling twice a week for sure. I think you're going to get bigger gains and a lot more bang from your buck if you do things multiple times per week as opposed to just segmenting them once per week. So I don't think that's enough volume for many of you guys out there. Uh, so that I'll take all those things and I'll mix in a guys like some of the functional, you know, terms of fitness or training that you guys would call it now, all the mobility stuff. And again, I do mobility every single day. Um, I'll, I'll get on that in a second. But I'll mix in the mobility stuff into circuits. I'll do some of the animal flow stuff. And even even some of the CrossFit stuff, you guys, not the ollie lifting at speed. Those days are over for me, like doing Olympic lifting. I'm just, I don't need to do it at this point. I don't love it enough. And, and again, putting the load and stress on my body, I don't see the point of it for me personally to look and move the way I want to. But they do some time protocols and some different things. So we'll kind of merge their stuff in a safer context of how we choose to do it. And that essentially is my training. And that's essentially what I give to the people here at Jeremy Scott Fitness. We give them a mix of bodybuilding. We give them a mix of metabolic work, hit stuff, lower intensity stuff. Some days are shorter, some are longer, but it's fun, functional fitness that's going to put them in the best position to get the biggest bang for their buck in the safest way possible. So they knock on wood, they don't get hurt for the long run, because that's what we're trying to do is be healthy for the rest of our lives. And so with that said, I do do mobility every single day, you guys, uh, at least 10 minutes per day. Now I don't foam roll every day. I foam roll a couple times per week, I usually spend the time on the things that bother me the most. I would suggest you guys do the same, even if it's just five minutes. Uh, for me, it's typically things like VMO, uh, your vast medialis, like right, you know, that teardropper around your quadricep, that gets typically pretty tight for me. Uh, sometimes my right quad gets a little bit tighter. My left gluteal fold is a little bit tighter. Uh, my calves specifically, things like that, I'll spend the time where I need to. Uh, but I always start my day off with at least 10 minutes of like a mobility flow. That's me like doing a pigeon stretch up on the box, uh, stretching the hamstring into the gluteal fold, going over to the, the hips, uh, working the quads a little bit, then doing some thoracic T-spine stuff, shoulders, uh, Spider-Man steps, inchworms, all of those things. Uh, I like to kick off my day with at least 10 minutes, sometimes it's 20, uh, and it can be more. And honestly, you guys can spend two hours per day. But uh, if you're not doing mobility every single day, you guys are doing your body a huge disservice. You're never going to look and move and feel the way that you want to if you're not uh, getting into the proper positions and postures. And without having great mobility, it's just impossible to do that. So again, don't overlook it. Don't think it's stupid. Um, it, it has a purpose and a place. And, and mobility is the one thing you guys have to hold on to forever. And when you don't use it, uh, you do start to lose it rather quickly. And as you age, those muscles are going to shorten and you're going to build up scar tissue in places you guys typically don't want them. And uh, if we can at least work through some of that and get some professional work done in our bodies, it, uh, it goes uh, a long way for sure. So that in a nutshell, you guys, is kind of my... Uh, weekly training routine. Obviously, when I travel and stuff, I do the best that I can. And I know for you guys out there, when you're stuck sometimes in a in a hotel gym and you can't get to you know a big box gym or a personal place or a CrossFit box, you got to make do with what you got. 
but if nothing else, you guys can always bang out like 100 bodyweight squats, 100 push-ups, and, and throw in some jumping jacks and mountain climbers and shit like that just to get a sweat going. Or fuck it, dude. Even getting on a treadmill and putting that thing on a 15 incline, doing a big boy walk at like a 2.5 speed to 3.5 speed uh, will have you dripping in 30 minutes for sure. And it, and it gets your heart rate up, so it helps. But I think I do think adding in the mobility flows to stuff like that is huge. And what I'll do some of these days when my body's beat to hell, I might hop on the row and I might row for you know, uh, 10 minutes for, let's say, then I pop off and I'll go through some inchworms with some Spider-Man steps, maybe some, you know, T-spine openers, uh, like all four points drill, things like that, or like, a you know, hip mobilization, whatever I might do, maybe five minutes of mobility. Then I'll pop on the ski for 10 minutes and I'll pop off again and do bodyweight squats, maybe throw in some yoga pushups, some T pushups with some thoracic openers, things like that, uh, just to get my body moving through space. I think that's the one thing we do is, and the reason why I go through all the stuff we do here, you guys, so I understand what my people are going through and understanding how hard it is for them to actually train, to do skater hops, to do mountain climbers, you know, to do things like bear crawls and ape walks and the animal flow stuff because we're moving dynamically. And I think in life we stop doing that. Even if you guys are training like bodybuilding style, even CrossFit style, we're always training on the same kind of vertical vector, right? So it's just kind of going top to bottom. So we're never really, you know, training in different planes of motion. I think that's important and it matters. So it's why I try to do the things that our people do here. And just so you, so I know like how much doing a bear crawl laterally sucks after doing burpees and shit like that. So uh, that's kind of my week, you guys, in a nutshell, wrapped up. Hopefully that helps. I guess my biggest advice to you guys is, you know, start searching for the ways to get the most out of your body with in the most efficient, you know, timely fashion. But uh, honestly, it's getting the biggest bang for your buck in terms of, you know, feeling good and moving good with putting yourself in a position with the, the minimal amount of risk as possible. Because there's a lot of ways, you guys, uh, to get your results and to get gains and, and to get the, the things you want out of fitness. It doesn't always have to be, you know, lifting heavy or killing yourself to do it. There's a time and place for that, most definitely. But uh, there's also a time and place to do things more efficiently. And if, you know, people will say, you know, if if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But what I like to say is, you know, if it could be better, it's as good as broken. So that's kind of what I always use. I'm always chasing a better way to do things for not just myself, but for our people here that I serve. And that's why I try to lead from the front. So if I know it, then these guys, you know, eventually, slowly over time, will know it. So any other questions you guys want to see, hit me up, let me know. I'm happy to share anything else on the podcast. Again, our inner circle people get to see this stuff all the time, but I know a lot of you guys have been asking for it. So here it is. And if you're on iTunes, drop us a five star, leave us a comment, love to see it and hear it. And again, if you guys dig the podcast, please share it with friends and family. Probably the best gift you could give to me because it will, if it helps somebody else train better and move better and feel better and live a better life, that's kind of the ultimate goal of this podcast alone. I'm not asking for any money. Uh, but it's just you guys to uh, to share it with the world, and I think that would be uh, an awesome way to uh, to pay it forward. If you got value out of it, you can probably provide value to somebody else. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love, people you enjoy. Your life is too short not to. I'll be back later this week with another podcast. Peace.